0: Hello, my love tribe. Welcome to blend Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Christian, and I help others love and discover themselves to reach their highest potential. If you are returning, then welcome. And today we are talking about the different levels of intimacy. Now, for some people, intimacy can be something really difficult to build. In fact, it is probably one of the scariest things for many of us when it comes to relationships, when building Proper intimacy. Intimacy is often confused with just sexuality or sexual relations or having that closeness with another person. But intimacy all in all really means having a vulnerable, deep, trusting connection. And intimacy takes a moment to build. And what happens a lot of times is that we get to the first level of attraction in intimacy. And then we jump right into commitment which is level seven (laughs) and there's eight different levels of intimacy and so what happens is you miss a lot of things in the middle that help you to build true intimacy and then it falls apart so this happens oftentimes when you're out you meet somebody or you see someone that is just so striking to you you're just extremely attracted to them for whatever reason and then it's like oh I want that person let's be committed and there's a lot that has to be built up first and if you don't take those proper steps it's either going to fizzle out really fast so whenever you get those hot and ready types of connections where it's very steamy it's very passionate at first those do not last very long because the attraction is so strong that the other person or both people don't take proper steps it's hard for them to control themselves and the connection in order for them to sustain a true relationship it's not truly intimate rather so let's cover these eight levels so the first level of intimacy is attraction this is what draws two people together. This is something that's very, very important. You can't get to level eight of intimacy if you don't have that attraction. Sometimes it's a physical attraction. Sometimes you just think the person's very beautiful or very handsome and you're very attracted to their physical appearance. Sometimes it's their personality. Maybe they're humorous, maybe they're fun to be around. Or sometimes you're attracted to their mindset and the way that they handle life. Sometimes you're attracted to surface things, like you're attracted to money. You're attracted to their status in life. There's so many different things that we're attracted to that really connects or draws those people together. But sometimes what happens is one person can be attracted to one person and the other person doesn't share that same mutual bond. So both people have to be equally or at least very attracted to each other to get to that place of intimacy. So this happens sometimes where we just stay on this level. Sometimes it doesn't progress further than this. This happens a lot of times with those casual hookup, like I said, fast motion types of connections where the person is so attracted to just the physical you have that strong chemistry that's there that they don't even take time to see if they're attracted to the personality or the mindset and if both people are not attracted to the mindset it's not going to sustain very easily because physical attraction only goes but so far and if we only focus on the physical attraction then it leaves us in this place of obsession Think about when you're really attracted to a celebrity, you just find them to be oh so attractive. I love the way they look. Who don't even know this person, and sometimes people build real obsessions just over a person's physical appearance, and it can get really lusty really quickly. So we have to find things that also attracts us to their personality as well, or things that are more internal, less of the external size of things. External is important, which is why I don't agree with when someone feels, let's say for instance, it hurts, rejection hurts, right? When we like someone and maybe the other person isn't attracted to us, that's okay. That's totally okay. We can't control what another person's going to be attracted to. It is our responsibility to not attach our worth to if a person is attracted to us or not. I know that, you know, if you've dealt with self image issues, you have low self esteem, you struggle with feeling just physically attractive in general. And I will say that healthiness is attractiveness being healthy physically, mentally, emotionally, those are attractive in general. Most people are going to be attracted to that. And in between that, you have your own preferences. Maybe you like tall men, tall women, short men, short women. You like certain body styles. You like certain skin tones or skin colors, whatever. Those are all of your preferences and everybody is able to have that nobody should feel bad about what they're attracted to. Maybe you're really turned on by tattoos. Maybe you're turned off by tattoos, whatever. We're all attracted to certain things because when we're attracted to things, that gives us a clue that this is something that is in alignment with ourselves. And when we become that magnet for each other and we're attracted to each other, then you know that you have a little bit of something to base that connection off of. There's something that draws you together. There's something bridging you. There's an energy that is drawing you together. And sometimes what your preferences are, lighter complexions, darker complexions, short, tall, whatever, when it is that soul level connection and you are attracted to one another, that's how you know, oh, wait a minute, there's something more to this. Because you are different than what I have created my mind to be conditioned to be attracted to. And there's something even more that I'm still really feeding off of. That can give you a clue of it being a little bit of a soul connection. So, there's so much that goes into attraction, and that's something we have to truly understand and grasp. And if we're attracted to someone, we're attracted to them, and there's a reason behind it. There's an energy, there's an alignment, there's something that is common between two people when they're drawn together. And sometimes attraction is really deeply ingrained experiences from your childhood. Case in point, Did you know that if a man is attracted to a woman who's very pouty or has the rusting, beep face, (laughs) that means that the reason why he's attracted to her is because his mother may have been not the kindest mom, not a nurturing mom. And so he's always trying to please that woman all of the time. And that's why it's just ingrained in his mind that he's attracted to women that look very pouty. It appears to be very sexy to him. Vice versa, when women are attracted to the bad boys, sometimes it comes from a place of a childhood where the father was absent or the father was kind of rough or was not very strong in a divine masculine way. And it all depends. So sometimes just because a person is attracted to something doesn't mean it's a good thing. It just means that that's the way their brain has been blueprinted and you have no control over that. But I will say that if you attract low vibrational people then you have to understand and see that low vibrational people are attracted to things that have this look about it. So we'll go into that a little bit later on, on attracting the right person. And I'll definitely cover all that. But the next step to intimacy is going to be connection. So now we've moved from attraction, now we're building a connection. We're starting to spend time together. We're starting to bond. We're starting to understand one another. We're beginning to build more trust together. And this is something that not a lot of people do. Sometimes they don't build those bonds or take that time to build those bonds. But if you can start to build a connection and you say, you know what? We have a connection here. It feels like there's some harmony going on. You can then begin to move to the next level. The next level of intimacy is going to be acquaintance. And that you're only going to acquaint with those you trust. You're only going to start to build a little bit with those that you trust. So let's say there's a little bit of trust happening now. You can't really say you're in a relationship or you're committed to one another, because we're just getting to know one another. We're learning to see if we can trust each other. We're learning to see what we can trust each other with. You see, so you can trust someone, but only in certain areas. I may be able to trust you with this aspect, but I can't necessarily give you the full 100% deal, you know? And that's normal, that's very healthy. To not fully jump in. Here, trust you with everything. I just met you yesterday and I fully trust you with everything. And when it comes to levels of intimacy, you can move through those really fast or you can move through those really slow. There's no true time frame of how long intimacy needs to take to build. But it just depends on how strong that attraction is and the connections that you're easy to build. Those connections are going to be easier to build when you come from very similar or like minds or you have a general understanding of each other and yourself. So that's the third step is going to be acquaintance. The next level of intimacy is going to be the power struggle. Okay, so we're attracted to each other. We're connecting I feel like I can start to trust you. Now we have that power struggle where we're starting to pull on the power. We're starting to argue. We're struggling to accept one another. We have a hierarchy or we have that judgment. So what happens during this power struggle is we want the other person to be more like us. That's all that it is. You want the other person to be more like you now. So with having this power struggle dynamic in the relationship, this is where the intimacy usually snaps. If we can get past this stage of, well, I think this, but you think that, and this way I think, and this way you think, and you keep going back and forth. If you can work through this power struggle together, you can work out your differences. You can come to an understanding You can learn to negotiate and compromise together. That's when you can move up to acceptance. Now, some people may argue and say, well, I don't really have a power struggle in my relationship. That's not something I ever have to deal with or I don't really care for fighting or bickering a whole lot. You don't have to fight. You don't have to bicker. It doesn't have to be that way. However, there's going to be something that's different about you or the other person. And when you're building that closeness, those egos are going to start to come up just a little bit. And they're going to kind of try to protect each other's thoughts and beliefs. And that may not be a big ordeal, it may be small, but it will come up when building that intimacy, there's going to be a little difference. The powerful thing about that is being able to overcome it together and to still be able to accept each other, to not have on these rose-colored glasses like, oh yeah, well, we're perfect. We don't fight about anything. There should be some contrast in the relationship to have growth. There should be some differences between each other. You don't want to be so similar that it's like yin and yin or yang and yang. There's nothing to balance each other out that's not creating harmony, because you're too much alike. So you want to be able to have some differences or some differences and perspectives, and to still be able to accept one another, even though you think differently. That I think is really beautiful. Because it's like, I know you think that way. And I don't think that way. But guess what, even though we don't think alike, I still accept you. Not not seeing the imperfections or thinking that this person is perfect. Again, it's about seeing it, acknowledging it, knowing it's there and being like, you know what? I accept it. And on the flip side of that, not searching for those that have a lot of imperfections because it makes you feel better. You have to be careful with that. You have some people that are so insecure so insecure in a place where they are in their lives, that they'll look for someone that seems to have a lot of imperfections or a lot of flaws or someone that is insecure as well, because it makes them feel better. It makes them feel like they have a little bit more control in the relationship. That goes back to the power struggle. It's not always about Arguing sometimes, it's not always about going back and forth, but there is this energy where both people are able to be their best potential, their highest potential, and they can still be accepted by one another, even in their highest potential, and vice versa, for better or for worse, as they say. Some people get so focused on, oh, they this person accepts me because um I've gained a lot of weight and they still love me. They still accept me. They really love me. Wow. Uh-uh, not so fast. I've met many people that they say, oh yeah, well my husband has a lot of weight on him and I would never want him to lose that. I would never want him to get in shape or lose a lot of weight because he would be too fine. He would be too attractive and then he'll attract other women. So I want him to stay big. This happens so often. It's not even funny. And both people still have to be able to either, maybe they reach a low point, but maybe they reach a high point. And if that's too much for someone to handle that power struggle, it's going to snap if they cannot accept the other person at their highest and their lowest potentials. So let's say you've gotten through attraction, connection, acquaintance, power struggle, and acceptance. But Guess what? We still have three more lessons to go. So I want to take a quick break and we'll be right back after this brief message. Hello, my love tribe. Welcome back. And we're going to wrap up the final stages of building intimacy. So now we're at a place where we just covered acceptance. The next level of intimacy is going to be consistency. Consistently being yourself with the other person. This is a little harder than it sounds. A lot of times we fluctuate. Staying yourself being consistent showing up doing what you say you're going to do and consistently doing what you've built with the other person if you have built a level of communication where you all talk on a consistent regular basis that intimacy is going to build further because now you can trust this person says that they're going to communicate with me and they do the lack of trust happens when you have people that say oh yeah 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 we we'll, we'll, we'll get together we'll get to, we'll do something this weekend and they don't do it or they say oh you know i ah, i know i said i was going to do it but ah, something came up sorry and then they start to consistently disappoint you they start to not do what they say they're going to do they don't live up to the vision of the relationship you have to have that consistency and you have to be true to yourself. So it's about being honest, being assertive, understanding yourself, and remaining who you are in every situation. And that brings us to our next level of intimacy, which is commitment. So now you've gone through so many levels, right? Now we're at the commitment place. A lot of times people skip stages two through six and they just jump right to the commitment or they expect commitment just because they're attracted to that person. But now we've gone through all of this, we accept the other person, now we can get to a level of commitment. I fully trust you. We only commit to things we trust. Let's just be honest. Let's put that out there. So if you're struggling with someone, you say, oh, why would they commit themselves to me? Why can't I get this commitment out of them? Why are we still in this... Uh, weird stage. They're struggling to get to a level of trust with you. There's just not that trust that's there. They're not either trusting their relationship and maybe it's not because of you. Maybe they've had really bad relationships in the past. Maybe they don't know how to have a healthy relationship. Maybe they've had traumatic experiences growing up as a child and they struggle with intimacy. They struggle with certain things. So they have fears. It doesn't change the fact that they don't trust it. Though sometimes it's not always about you. Sometimes it's about them. In fact, most of the time it's about them. But there are other times where maybe things have happened. Maybe there have been some unhealthy relationship situations that have come up that has hindered their excitement to want to commit or to completely trust the connection that they have with you. So that would be stage seven. But let's say you have gotten to that commitment. We are committed to each other. We trust each other. We've built this level of a strong connection, but then we get to the final stage, which is intimacy. This is where you have the true closeness with someone, physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, you feel close to them. That is so powerful to be able to get to this stage, You can be committed to someone and not have any intimacy. You might have one aspect of intimacy. Maybe you feel physically intimate with them, but to have that full spectrum of being able to emotionally trust someone, and it's not just one-sided. There's a connection. It's mutual. Both people are Emotionally intimate, you can bring down your walls, bring down your guards. You can feel free and open with your emotions. You can feel safe with one another. You can just say what's on your mind. You could just be yourself. You could be spiritually intimate, praying together, meditating together, having that just super strong connection really builds that intimacy but not just where one person's just doing it as a routine and you can't control that you can't even really know if the person's really even present even there how many times have you gone to church and you're just totally zoned out if you go to church or let's say you're praying but it's just kind of like a routine prayer that you just say and you're not physically present in that moment But spiritually, let's say you feel that person's spirit. There are no words that need to be said, but you feel what's going on, just being in their presence. You have a spiritual connection. They come in your dreams. They speak to you energetically. A lot of people don't get here at all. They do not get here. (laughs) And some people are not even spiritually connected to themselves a lot of people don't even know what that means. And let's say the emotional intimacy. Do you feel emotionally close to this other person? Can you cry in front of them? Can you be angry at certain things that happen in your life with them? Can you just be you and not just one person, not just one person being able to cry in front of the other person, but do you feel safe enough to cry in front of this person that you're not going to be judged? Or if you get upset about something or if someone passes away or whatever, do you feel emotionally connected and safe to know that there's that connection that's there with both people? What about physically intimate? This can be a struggle for some people, for sure, absolutely, especially if they've gone through traumas, if they've gone through any kind of abuse anything like that can really hinder the physical intimacy. Or maybe you're not physically attracted to the other person. This can stunt that physical intimacy. It's so much that goes into play. And what I have to say is that now you truly have that understanding that if you get to this place, that is definitely a good connection. (laughs) If you've got a healthy relationship and it's intimate on this level, you've met the one. But it's not necessarily about finding this person. It's about putting effort in. It's about building this relationship with yourself. It's about clearing up those blockages and fears you have for yourself that it does not matter who comes into your life. Those blockages are still going to be there. Those traumas are still going to be there. So you have to work on healing that on your own. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, it takes a special person, but it takes you too. It takes your willingness, your effort. It takes healing. It takes having all of this with yourself, building a connection with yourself on all levels, loving and respecting yourself on all levels understanding, truly understanding who you are, being your true self, having that alone time, not jumping from relationship to relationship to relationship. I see this so often where people are so afraid to be alone. They're afraid to be by themselves and yet they will continuously tolerate toxic relationships that are not serving them because they are more afraid to be alone with themselves than to be in a relationship that's toxic, then that tells me that you find your own self to be more toxic than the person you're with. And that requires a lot, a lot of deep soul searching. So definitely take some time with yourself, analyze where you want to be, what you really want in life, and take note of when you see these stages coming up and note that it takes all of these stages and there is no time frame. There's no time frame. You could go from one to eight in a week or two. (laughs) How many times that we've heard these stories where people, you know, 50, 60 years ago met someone and in two weeks they're like engaged or whatever, just because they have such a strong connection. But I don't believe that you can have a strong connection if you don't have a good connection with yourself. I don't believe a strong connection can sustain very long if you do not have that connection with yourself. So it takes time. It takes, you know, different events and circumstances and a level of trust that typically this is not going to happen overnight. I don't care how much chemistry there is. This takes levels of patience to get there. So this concludes our episode on the eight levels of intimacy. And what you can also do with this is, through each level, see at what point, one, do your connections fall apart? Two, where are you struggling to have this for yourself? And three, what is the easiest thing for you to do when it comes to intimacy? And what is the hardest thing for you to do when it comes to intimacy? And create some type of an action plan or just some things that can help you to feel more at ease when building intimacy with yourself and others. Okay, so I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Blend Podcast.